Good morning. Good morning. Good rainy morning. We, we are all, uh, I think we're probably all ready for some sunshine, but we still, you know, I was just, we were just talking about the lake. This should be helping our lakes that have been in drought for several years, so we're happy about that. But I will confess to you that I even didn't want to get out and get in my car <laughs> this morning. It's like, oh, not another rainy day. But that's what we have. So let me give you some uh, announcements as we begin our worship together. Um, remember, a reminder about the luminaries for Relay for Life. Um, uh, Marsha Lee, uh, Harriet's not here today, but Marsha Lee, she will have um, the, uh, the form that was in the... Um, Let's see, I can't make any sense out of this. Let me see what I'm trying to say. She has the forms, in case you did not tear out your form, and the uh, bulletin that came out that uh, she has a form to purchase luminaries. You can also just write something, I think, down, write it down and put it in the offering plate along with the money, okay? If you have any questions, you can see Martha, Marsha Lee today, all right? June will be on vacation May the 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's our administrative assistant in office, and she, she will not be in the office. Patsy Farmer has volunteered to answer the phone from 9 to noon on Wednesday and Thursday. The office will be closed on Friday, May the 10th. Uh, if there's any confirmants in here that hadn't got the word, we, we were just going to rehearse this afternoon, so we've decided just to rehearse during the Sunday school prior to confirmation on the 19th, there will be no uh, confirmation class today. <clears throat> Remember that next week is the spring musical presentation in this service for Mother's Day, and Jessica wanted to remind you that the, both the elementary and preschool choirs would be rehearsing, is that today? Today at 5.30 here in the Family Life Center. Okay, so today, Sunday, May the 5th, the elementary and preschool choirs will be meeting at 5.30 here in the gym to rehearse for the spring musical presentation on Sunday, May the 12th, which is next week. Okay, all right. Okay, are there any other announcements? Any other announcements anybody knows? Yes. Oh, yes. Let's see if I can find that real quick. On Tuesday, May the 14th, the youth mission team will host a fundraiser at Lorinda's. Tickets are available before and after both services. Uh, please plan on coming and supporting the mission team, eating some good food. Now, and there's some posters up about this, too, on the doors, okay? That's this coming Tuesday. And next Saturday is our planning session for council and ministries and administrative board members and committees. Katie, did I get everything from your end? Okay. All right. Then let us start worship. Let's stand and sing.
you are almighty. You are so worthy of our praise, and our earth is just full of your glory. Lord, help us this day just to come and take you in. Lord, just fill us up with your Holy Spirit. Help us just to be oozing with praise for you this morning, Lord, and help us not to hold anything back, but to just feel your presence. Lord, I thank you for the chance to come and do that this morning. I thank you for the chance to worship with fellow believers. Lord, we need this. We need you to fill us up today. In your name I pray. Amen. We're not going to sing. Okay. Children, if you'll come to the carpet and everyone turn and greet each other, we'll say good morning. 
Good morning. I forgot I was supposed to do this today, so let's just make something really good up right here real quick. Does anyone pray? Raise your hand if you ever pray. You pray sometimes at school. Does anybody have a moment of silence at their school, like after the pledge and stuff? Um, does anybody, like you pray for lunch at your school, right, Lauren? Y'all, do y'all say a blessing for lunch at Shannon Force? Yeah. Um, we, we pray at our house in the mornings before school. Um, Caroline and Eli stop, and we pray before they leave for school in the mornings, and we pray for dinner. Sometimes it's hard for us to remember to pray. Is it hard for you to remember to pray on your own sometimes? Me too. Have you ever, like, at night been trying to pray in your bed and fallen asleep? I've so done that a bazillion times. But you've zoned off. Oh, I have so zoned out too when I'm praying. Yes. Well, sometimes um, God gives us reminders of how to pray. And he even had to teach his disciples how to pray. It's a very important thing. And there was one time in the Bible where the disciples were told to sit right here and pray. Sit right here and pray for me while Jesus went to go pray himself. And you know what they did? They fell asleep. Yes, just like us sometimes. Are they, they, maybe they zoned out. Maybe they just got so tired or maybe they were overcome with grief about what was going to happen that they just fell asleep. So it's, sometimes it happens even to the disciples. But you know what? Jesus came back and he woke them up and he said, Hey, you forgot to pray. So they tried again. And you know what happened again? They fell asleep. <sighs> they fell asleep. So you know what that reminds me? That reminds me that even though, even though I may fall asleep sometimes when I pray, even though I may zone out and think about TV or my friends or anything that I've got to do for that day, I can still be pulled back in. God can still come and say, hey, Kelly, wake up, wake up, wake up. Remember me. Remember me. It's time to pray. And so we can take time to pray to him. Even sometimes if we zone out, he still wants us to come back to him, okay? So you can always, in the next morning when you wake up, be like, oh, I was praying last night, and wake up and pray again today, okay? We can always, always, always talk to God, all right? Let's pray to him right now. Will you close your eyes? Repeat after me. Dear Lord, thank you for listening to us. Help us to remember to pray to you. Amen. Let us bow our heads as we go to the Lord in our corporal and pastoral prayer. Oh Lord, your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Almighty and everlasting God, you are awesome God, you are our God, and we come this morning to give you praise and thanksgiving. We come knowing, though, that we're not worthy. We know that we have sinned. We know that we have not been the disciples you've called us to be. And we pray, O oh Lord, this day that you would forgive us, that you would not turn away from us. And in your tender compassion, you would wipe away our transgressions and restore us to the family of the redeemed. Your spirit is with us. It empowers us. 
And we pray, O oh Lord, that that spirit would help us as we seek to do your will. We pray especially this day, O oh Lord, in the spirit for those in our congregation who are on our prayer list. And we pray especially, O oh Lord, for healing for Jane. And we pray that you would be with Sally in her cancer fight. We pray, O oh Lord, these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. First Samuel 17. Beginning at... What have I got? Can we, um, I'm, going, I'm, not, I'm going to shorten it just a little bit from this scripture. So if you might just want to, um, well, you follow along where I'm at. <laughs> so the story is you have David who goes out to fight Goliath, all right? And so once David has decided he'll go, uh, Saul then dresses him up. I'm picking, you up, picking up at verse 38. Okay. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. And David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. And he said to Saul, I cannot go in these. I'm not used to these. And so he took them off. And then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine, the Goliath. Then I'm going to skip some more, okay? David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. And then I moved on. I'm going to move on. Okay. And he took out his stone, he slung it and struck him, and the stone sank and he fell face down in the ground. And David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine Goliath and killed him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for this one example uh, that there's many more of where someone who is seemingly insignificant makes a significant contribution, in this case, to freeing the, uh, the Isra Israeli army from the clutches of the Philistine army. And Lord, we pray that this, this example, this young man, will infect us to see that we can slay our fears. We can slay all our fears in the power of God. 
we pray. Amen. Now, this is still the season of Easter. Uh, this coming Thursday is Ascension Sunday. So this coming Thursday is where Jesus ascends to heaven. And so all this time since Easter to now, Jesus has been walking around and being witnessed by countless uh, people uh, of, his, of the resurrected Lord, has been witnessed by count, countless of people, which gave the power, really, this power, this witness, to overcome all things. And last week, if you remember, we talked about the fact that this same power is available to us. And so therefore, since we have this power, we can move into any future, uh, whether it's individually or corporately, we can move into the future with power and strength because we have the same power as the resurrected Christ. And so this coming Saturday morning, the leadership of this church will be coming together to plan and to look and think about the future. We recently took a survey, and some of you were part of that survey. The survey results showed that we have the strongest area in our church are small groups. In other words, any small group that comes together, whether it's a Sunday school class or a, 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 a choir or, or the praise team band, whatever, a small, all the small groups are strong in our church and are valued by the people who are involved in them. And so I would say to you, if you're not in a small group, you might want to get into one because they are our strongest thing in our church. The weakest thing in our church are evangelistic efforts. Evangelistic efforts. Now we also received a demographic report from the Conference Office of Congregational Development. Now, you're not going to believe this, but within a five-mile radius of this church is 109,489 people. And the average age is 37. Uh, Mark Owens, who's with the chamber, who's getting ready to join our church, told me that Greer is, one of the, is the only city in the upstate where the average age dropped instead of got older. Now that's a great sign. That means that young families are moving in here. So our future is bright if we will just slay our twin fears, fear of the future and fear of the task ahead. The church exists to glorify God in worship and in service to the world. But sometimes we get stuck in place. And so it's a little bit like David and Goliath. Uh, Saul tells David that if you're going to go do this, you're going to need a tunic and a coat of armor and a bronze helmet and don't forget the sword. And after David put on all these suggestions on how to complete the mission the Lord had called him to do, David could hardly walk, much less defeat Goliath. I can't go fight this way, David says. And so he put these hindrances aside. My friends, put your hindrances aside. If the Lord has fired you up to go and do something, go and do it. If the Lord has fired you up, for example, to go and invite people in your neighborhood to come and experience memorial, then take some like-minded friends and just go do it. You don't need any permission. If God has fired you up to start a new ministry or mission, then take some like-minded friends and just go do it. Throw off your hindrances. The Lord said, go, and David took what he had always taken with him when he faced danger or when he faced his fears. He took his slingshot and he took some smooth stones, and he took the faith that God was with him. In other words, he didn't take a whole lot, and that's the point. David was counting more on the Lord's help than on his own understanding, and his faithful response, you see. 
was there present for all to see. He is in effect saying, I believe that God's called me to a mission. And I know that what I need to accomplish it is not so much as what I bring as it is my willingness to go and to do and to put away my fear and to have some faith that the God of Israel is with me. Friends, this is the same story that the church needs to hear and to be part of in our generation. A church must always operate with permission as a given. It should be the rule, not the exception. Think about it. God already has all the authority He needs. And God will provide the power if we let loose the Spirit. If we put away our fear of the future and the task ahead, we will have a focus then on what the task is that's God-given. You know, the Bible refrain all through the Bible is, be not afraid, be not afraid. And that's what we need to take as our mantra. Be not afraid. Uh, remember now, our surveyed strengths were our small groups. That means that each of you who are in one of these small groups needs to have a goal to multiply and grow stronger. If your class has exceeded the chair limit in your room, then you must not limit the growth God wants for that class by staying in that spot. You need to multiply and start a second class or look for a larger space. Don't be afraid to invite people to the events that we have around here at our church. We are always having something going on. Uh, just like yesterday, the men's barbecue. Do you know that the number one proven method to bring people to Christ church is simply to have a relationship with them? That's it. To have a relationship with them. It's simple as that. Those people that you relate to outside of church, that's, those are the best place for you to invite people to come and experience Memorial. I know that you think Memorial is important or you wouldn't be here at all. You have plenty of reasons not to be here today, but you came anyway. Friends, today everywhere, people are hungry for spiritual growth, but they're looking for people who will help them on their journey. Not who will be condemning, but who will be compassionate and helping and forgiving. Back to the scripture for a moment. Remember, it was the youngest person who took on the Philistine army. Young David. He was the one willing to change the status quo and to use unconventional means. We need to be bold in our utilization of all our members in leadership roles, and we should be open to their ideas and innovations. When we meet in visioning time, we should approach every idea without limitations. You know, sometimes it just takes us to do things outside of our comfort zone. We have a new bishop in our annual conference. So far, every time I've been where he's speaking, he's told this story over. It's a story of Scouting Sunday. He said when he arrived at the last church he had prior to becoming elected a bishop, uh, they had Scout Sunday, just like we do. It was attended by about a dozen scouts and their families. He thought surely this could be more effective. So they moved from a Scouting Sunday to a Scouting Weekend. What they did is they held a mini scouting jamboree. I know we got scouts in here. With tents pitched all over the churchyard from Friday to Sunday afternoon. That year, they had a standing room only scouting Sunday full of scouts and their families. Yes, 
he said, it tore up the churchyard. He says, but who cares? We had a church full of scouts and young families. And one of the older members actually came to him and said, don't you worry about that yard. I'll pay to fix it every year. You keep having this scouting weekend. These are the kind of things that we have to think and be innovative about. New ideas prompted by the Holy Spirit must be allowed to grow even when we can't fully understand them. You know, look, gone are the days when church means the same thing to all people. If it did, we wouldn't have different types of services. That's why small groups are so important. And if there's not a small group that appeals to you, find some like-minded people, put off your hindrances, and go and start one. You don't need a permission slip from the pastor. I have seen bikers. I've seen golfers. I've seen hunters. I've seen car clubs. I've seen marathon runners all join around a common interest. And then they meet with a curriculum. The very last one that I saw was on runners, running with Jesus. There's a whole bunch of curriculum about running with Jesus. And they, that's what they did. They met around that curriculum and around their interest, and that was their Sunday school small group. Authentic faith is confidence that God is with us, that we're not alone, that we should be bold in our decisions, and we should allow God's will to be done in our church, not our own will. Listen to that scripture again. David said, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. And this day, the Lord will hand you over to me. My friends, slay those dragons of fear of the task ahead and the fear of the future in this church and in our individual lives. Let us move forward in courage and hope for our strength is in the name of the Lord Almighty and He will give us the help that we need to be the disciples He wants us to be. I pray in His name. Amen. Let us stand for our affirmation, then we'll have offering, and then we'll go to our table of service. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life and death, and life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward as we receive our tithes and our offerings.
trying to understand how to walk this weary land. Make straight the path that crooked lie. Oh Lord, before these feet of mine. Oh Lord, before these feet of mine. When my world is shaken. Before I start, and remind you that the table in the United Methodist Church is open to all. All are invited to the table. Um, all who love the Lord Jesus are invited to the table. And we have gluten-free for those who need gluten-free. We'll have two stations. If you will respond with me from the liturgy. 
Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with each other. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us all pray prayers of confession and intercession. Let us pray. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering, his death and resurrection. You gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. This is the bread of heaven, the body of Christ. 
This is the cup of salvation, the blood of Christ. Those who insist, you'll come and partake. Okay, the table is open. You may come partake.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your Spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Will you stand and let's sing together? receive the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the almighty, eternal, triune God, now and forevermore. Amen.
Have a great week.